Shall we do the music? <laughs> Why are you laughing Let's at me? Welcome to the third instalment of British Science Week, which is now over. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> We're not wooing that it's over. <laughs> no, just... But uh, yeah, number three, third and final. Yeah. Um, and Not this week we's doing biodiversity of the deserts. <laughs> <laughs> not deserts. Not deserts. So I was trying hard not to say that. <laughs> I feel like it is just going to fall out of my mouth. Like we're really struggling to like. <laughs> Get it all. Don't do it. Deserts. Don't think about cheesecake. <laughs> <sighs> I want cheesecake. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants cheesecake. Anyway, so yeah, we're going to talk about the deserts, and um, I'll do a slight recap once again for all that are listening. Um, so a slight recap on biodiversity. If you haven't listened to the in-depth explanation, which is marginally better than this. Uh, you can listen to episode one, which was the ocean. Yeah. Um, so biodiversity is a measure of variation um, between genetic makeup between and within species, and then a measure of variation between species themselves, so um, the different species and the abundance of uh, of them, and then the ecosystem, which is obviously the surrounding environment and all, all that jazz and put them all in together and the more variation you've got between everything the more adept that ecosystem is to dealing with change and therefore the more biologically diverse yes or biodiverse yeah <laughs> high variation high biodiversity <laughs> yeah. yes cool cool should we start with a random fact from you we can do so ease us in <laughs> we'll start with something very very simple yeah. But I did not know this. Deserts grow. <laughs> Is I, that it? No, no. Not just like they grow, <laughs> but like they grow all the time. I thought it was just like a certain amount of landmass that just sort of oh, okay. sort of moved with itself, but stayed the same amount. Yeah. So like, but apparently um, the desert actually as a whole gets bigger. Like each desert as a whole it actually gets bigger every year. Ooh. And then eventually, because of climate change and a lot of mm. global warming effects and stuff like that, and the air getting more, well, getting less humid, mm. more plants are dying, and then therefore becoming desert and everything's becoming more barren, mm. and there's no more rainfall, and then they become, and then the rest of the plants become more barren, and then eventually there'll just be one big landmass that'll just be all desert. Well, that's sad, isn't it? Yeah. And so... da, 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 da. <laughs> Entropy. <laughs> um, on that note, though, so yeah. if obviously you're talking about like what we would typically recognise as desert, which would be like sand, yeah, so, complete like, perish, like nothing yeah. there. So no, so there'd just be either like sand or snow or something. It just basically anything like you class desert as anything that has less than. 10 inches of rainfall a year yeah so, so it, as a whole like as fewer and fewer rainfalls be- happen 
becomes more the land becomes more barren and it becomes into like dust and sand and yeah. stuff like that and just becomes a wasteland and then there'll be less rainfall because there's nothing to make the land more humid to create rainfall mm-hmm. so that's why rainforests are so heavy <laughs> in rain is because they've got a lot of plant life that, yeah that help towards it yeah whereas if there's nothing there there's nothing to make it's rain. a different so. ecosystem <laughs> Um, no, what my point was going to be there was, so if deserts are constantly growing, what about, uh, because obviously Antarctica is a desert. Yeah. Well, I found uh, this uh, article and I'll link it online. Um, But roughly, it doesn't say what kind of deserts, if it's hot desert or cold desert or just a sort of neutral desert, whatever. Hmm. Um, But around 46,000 square miles of land are turned into desert every year. Oh, wow. That's a big old amount. Yeah, that's more than you would think. Yeah, so eventually it's not going to take that well, much longer. But <laughs> when I was looking into this, I was like, "There's a lot more deserts than I yeah. like." And ever it doesn't really necessarily have to be that big to be classed as a desert. No, it's like one of the smallest deserts I found, and I'll try and find where it was. But um, the smallest desert is only about like ten miles long. Mm. It's like it's oh, like ten square miles. It's like pretty. I think it's in the Yukon, so okay. like uh, North Canada. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's not that big. <laughs> oh, mini desert. <laughs> okay, well, okay. Shall we kick off with what I want to talk about this week? Go for it. So, mine's a bit of a weird one. Yeah. So it's just something that I kind of like started a little <laughs> chain. And then you went full rabbit, and hole. then fell down the rabbit. Hole. <laughs> um. But basically, so I was, I wanted to look at Antarctica. Yeah. Because I'm just that bitch. But, um. Now, is Antarctica penguins or polar bears? Penguins. Penguins. Yes. <laughs> I always penguins get confused which one's which. I just know that they're not with each other. One's I think, one, one's either. Uh, penguins are like one of the only things that can survive in Antarctica. Yeah. Fuzzy little buggers. Yes. Um, but anyway, so I kind of was like, <clears throat> okay, so if we're talking about biodiversity in Antarctica, it's not a lot there, really, no, no. is there? It's a desert. <laughs> so, which I think is the case with like yeah. anything that we're talking about. Um, but I found it quite interesting because obviously, if we're going to talk about Antarctica, yeah. the biggest thing that you're going to see talked about is climate change and like icebergs melting and yeah. all that jazz. Because apparently, uh, like, <clears throat> um, I read an article this week. I can't remember which one it was. I'll try and find it again. But ninety percent of the world's fresh water comes from Antarctica. Really? Yeah. So I like, did not know that. Yeah, and it's just form. It's just in solid form for the majority of the year. But like, oh wow. Oh yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> this leads quite interestingly into something that I found, which was real, real, just stupid, but also like. Wow. So <laughs> when I was like reading about um like I was basically looking at like science websites yeah. and like looking at articles that had recently like been published and stuff. Yeah. And there was one <laughs> it was like someone's great idea to kidnap ki- they use the word kidnap I don't like an that. iceberg <laughs> <laughs> to save Africa's drought. Uh, but like to ki- yeah. kidnap means lack of consent. Is it is kin? Well, it's an iceberg, isn't it? Yeah, but can an iceberg concede? Like... I, don't, I don't know. Is it a um, sentient body of water? 
Just imagine it going, no. 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 <laughs> Get like, off. Because of a real fight. You're not my real dad. <laughs> but then they're just going to take it to Africa and go, what? And just splash what, it on the have land. Have a lick. Have a lick. <laughs> Honestly, and I have no much? idea. Like a big bit? A I genuinely, bit. I didn't waste too much time looking at it because I was like, this is, this is like another level of just... This wild fucking, ideas yeah, yeah. this is like that fucking trump interview who's like how about the flu vaccine is that gonna help with coronavirus i was wondering <laughs> if you were ever gonna bring that up on the podcast <laughs> today no it's not no it's not donald yeah you go back to sleep yeah but anyway yeah. <laughs> continue with your <laughs> rabbit hole um so Obviously, I saw a lot about ice caps melting, yeah. things like that, and sad things. And I thought, let's try and not make this episode sad. No, we've made the last two sad. Can we not make <laughs> this one sad as well? Um, but I found something that I found quite interesting. So um, I fell down this rabbit hole, yeah. looking at ice caps melting. And then I found something that was basically, um, what did they refer to it as? Oh, uh, so it's latent heating of icebergs. So basically, as ice freezes... It gives out heat yeah. and then causes latent heating, which is obviously heating around it, causing other ice to melt. And it okay. happens in like big crevices. So like when you have like cracks in uh, like big ice shelves, yeah, um, they that crack kind of like makes its way through because obviously the air is so cold. It's like minus 17 in this place that I'm going to talk about. Celsius. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and as it like as that crevice travels, it's constantly freezing the ice on either side because obviously the temperature is so drastically cold. Yeah. But uh, as it's still freezing, it gives out, it pushes out heat, and then it causes it to like force the two apart. Oh Does that make sense? Yeah. But that's like a natural thing. Yeah. Um, because obviously you see like the big iceberg crashes into the Yeah, you see the videos online of like, oh my God, global warming. And then they show a picture of an ice cap just sort of falling off the cliff. And you sort of think, yeah, well, that would It's happened for however many... Just not as fast. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so I kind of got like a little bit interested in this. Yeah. And I found something that I found particularly interesting and kind of fits me as a spooky bitch. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And it's called... Antarctica's blood falls. Blood falls. Blood falls. Okay. Have you ever heard of them? No. Something that I'd never heard of either. But if you just Google what it looks like, yeah. it's genuinely like an ice cap. Yeah. Um, and it looks like a waterfall of blood just coming out of it. All right. So it's actually like a really dark red waterfall. Yeah. Deep, deep red. Yeah. And then it like stains the ice caps around it as well. Okay. And so, what's that from? So. I will explain to you, my friend. Thank you very much. <laughs> this is where we're going with this episode. Yeah. So, um, so the blood falls are a phenomenon um, where a blood red waterfall pours out very slowly of a glacier called the Taylor Glacier. Which is? Um, it's in Antarctica's McMurdo Dry Valleys, which again sounds even spooky as well. <laughs> but it's basically just a, a huge glacier that was discovered by... Someone with the surname Taylor, which no. I probably should have remembered, but I don't know. Um, but uh, the waterfall was first discovered in 1911, and they originally thought that the red colour came from algae, Okay, but it do not. Um, 
basically there's been quite a lot of research into obviously like where this comes from because obviously it's something a little bit spooky and a little bit different yeah um but basically what they originally thought it was um was it was originally a very high salt concentration river yeah running <laughs> i was waiting for That's you to look at me like you're not making any sense <laughs> no um but as um like glaciers formed around it it got frozen under um and they assumed that it was like a river algae and then it finding its way out this is not the case so researchers um have known about it for obviously quite a long time um and people have tried to basically like track where where have tried to track where it's come from okay so um there was a research paper that i found and they basically so it's very like briny water so like densely salt packed water yeah. um and they used radio echo sounding um which is like i think it's bats do bats use radio echo sounding or it's like that's how they find it's just um, basically like putting a speaker underwater. Yeah. And, and then just uh, the sound bounces out of the speaker, hits the surface, yeah. comes back, and then you get a signal back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. So, yeah, they bounced radio waves into the glacier to basically try and track, like, where it was coming from. Yeah. And um, they bounced at different speeds, and it basically makes, like, a map of where all the streams and reservoirs are under the glaciers. Um, and uh, it's estimated that the water has been running under them for about um, like a million years. Rough, very rough, big estimate. Yeah. But yeah. Because um, the main the main way they normally test ice is through um, uh, nitrogen pockets. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The protons in nitrogen have like a certain half life, and if you can estimate that through the glacier and then see what its half life is, you can estimate when it was. Yeah. Made. Well, I think so. The reason why they haven't is basically what they found is that because of this latent heating, yeah. it meant that the glaciers actually contain liquid water. Oh, cool. Um, so obviously, like the gas is no longer well, it's not there in yeah. this case. It's obviously still running, but it's basically just because of its how highly packed with salt this water is compared to the surrounding water around it. Yeah, because obviously when it's frozen, it can't it can't be. Yeah. briny because otherwise it won't be frozen yeah, so, yeah exactly um so they were able to trace the water that feeds the <coughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> they were able to trace the water that feeds blood falls uh to a reservoir in the glacier um and occasionally cracks um within the glacier start to open up um and this squirts the water out of it basically that's been held inside of it so if it's still got liquid water inside if you're getting any cracks in it's going to build up like high pressure to low pressure and it's going to shoot out yeah yeah um basically they found out that it within this reservoir so these people were able to track the location of it and other researchers have been able to find sort of like what's in it and it's basically a fuck ton of bacteria that's got trapped. Um, and it's all things that are sulfur and iron oxidizers. Okay, so these are like extremophile. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I just thought it was quite interesting because it shows obviously like something 
is still able to live there. Yeah. It doesn't really do a lot. Obviously, it's bacteria and it's just creating like a big pool of bacteria. Yeah. All it does is really replicate and that's about it. Yeah. But it stays within this ecosystem yeah. because they feed off of iron, okay. which is why the water is red. Yeah. So obviously, when it shoots out, it reacts with the oxygen in the air and just creates iron oxide, which is what's staining all of the ice caps. Rust. Yeah. <laughs> it's just rust. But it's. I found it quite interesting because obviously it's something that is like thriving yeah. in um, Antarctica because the original like rock base um, underneath the glaciers is super iron rich. Yeah. So obviously it's just constantly feeding off of that, got a constant source of it. Mm. And I love just... this little paw movement you do in there. Thanks. <laughs> Those are just, like, little... just sort of squirreling at rock like. <laughs> this is bacteria yeah. just like chipping away it's a lovely little lion it's one of the cutest things I've ever seen I always do this stuff like this I'm just an idiot (laughs) I just think I'm a squirrel or something but yeah so there's been quite a lot of research into what it's all about and um, it's basically just a load of little microbes just living the best lives feeding off a load of iron and I just found it really cool because if you look Mm. at pictures of it it's terrifying terrifying (laughs) cool as fuck and you can visit it well you can actually go there and actually see the blood waterfalls yeah I mean you can't like drink it (laughs) oh no (laughs) that's not what I was going to say obviously you can't drink it Uh, uh, that's the first thing I'd want to do is it (laughs) being a vampire (laughs) (laughs) no what I was going to say is obviously you can't just like get there very easily. I think you yeah. can only really view it by like I'm helicopter. Not swimming. Can fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should. I think we should go swim in some blood water, Sam. But the whole point of this as well is that uh, it's contained in this ecosystem because obviously it's within this re- reservoir, yeah. but it never actually manages to get out and contaminate the rest of the no, so was, water. That's like the question I was going to ask. Like, so it doesn't actually sort of disperse into larger bodies of water so like it doesn't like because i've never seen the antarctic just being red yeah exactly <laughs> so i'm guessing there's some sort of yeah there and a cycle in which sort of like it goes back on itself and then or well, it'll just end, end up dying off and just not being able to get into this the other bodies unless yeah. like they're just not connected whatsoever so basically i think what happens is this reservoir is where all the bacteria is kind of like teeming and living yeah and then the um cracks where it's like uh what's the word where it's like more of like a river yeah um is more just like the salty briny water and then any iron that has been oxidized while it's there um so it's basically like what the bacteria are feeding on and then shooting out yeah so they'll i think they reduce the iron yeah as they're cool living off of it yeah um so that forces it to like shoot out of the cracks that are there yeah. and pour out into the water but yeah no none of the bacteria seems to get there but it is all um when they've tested it it's all um bacteria that is from marine it's like marine supporting yeah. organisms so in the links for this uh episode i'm definitely going to be putting some uh pictures up yeah yeah please do they are genuinely have, have you looked at it <laughs> yeah i've just looked on my phone it's fucking cool isn't it <laughs> But like I saw it and I was like, who that? 
Yeah. Who that spooky red waterfall? Yeah, because anyone that saw that would just instantly go, "Well, there's the reckoning." <laughs> Jesus, yeah. there's demons living yeah, under yeah. Antarctica. Quick, someone's turned water into blood. Yeah. Have you heard of that whole like? This was a conspiracy theory. Go but for it. I just I love it. <laughs> so it was the whole thing of like obviously people went exploring it in, in Antarctica. Yeah. Back in the day. Back in the day. And uh, obviously a lot of people got lost. Yeah. And it was on actually Jenna Julian's podcast. Right. Which obviously I'm big, big fan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it was one of their conspiracy theory episodes. And it was basically like, there's the center of the earth. Yeah. Journey to the center of the earth is basically the story that I'm about to tell you. Okay. Where it's the whole like... Is that the one with the rocking? That was like real rubbish. I think that was the remake of it. Yeah. The original Journey to the Centre of the Earth, which I think was a bit bad. Oh, no, no, no. Wait. No. Journey to the Centre of the Earth had the guy from The Mummy in it. Brandon. Brandon Fraser? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think it had him in it. I think you're thinking of Bridge to Terabithia. Possibly. <laughs> which is another thing They're altogether. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, it made me think, like, because people obviously like to tell spooky conspiracy theories about yeah. like the north pole and south pole and how they're like portals to other dimensions portals so, yeah or like gateways to get into the center of the earth i have never heard this how have you never heard <laughs> well this is this is the things that i listen to and i'm like interesting <laughs> people think these things oh dear but yeah cool yeah you ready for another fact yeah hit me <laughs> so uh, the Sahara Desert Mm-mm. has uh, actually got the record for the highest temperature Mm-mm. at being 58 degrees centigrade, mm-hmm. which is ridiculous. Ooh, but Damn, that's hot. <laughs> but it's not the driest place in the world, which you'd think it would be. Yeah. Uh, it's actually called uh, the Atacama Desert in Chile. Okay. And it has not had a single drop of rainfall since records began. Ever. Ever. And they estimate that it's been a desert for over 40 million years. Fucking hell. So, yeah, there are parts of it that has never seen water in its life. There's no idea what it is. And that blows my mind. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm not speaking. I'm a bit of shock. How, how big is it? Uh, it's... It doesn't say. <laughs> <laughs> but all it just says is that, uh, yeah, there are parts of it that have... Um, not even closely come near water. So it's not even like it's um, um, it's got any sort of like, parts of the desert that it gets water from or anything yeah. like that. Or if it's just that it doesn't rain there, it's just there's nothing. Mm. And if I had to like have an idea of where that would be, I wouldn't put it in Chile. No, you would. your natural instinct would probably be like Africa. Yeah, or like the Antarctic or something like that. It'd be like the centre of it where there's no water it's just cold yeah. <laughs> wow yeah never ever had a drop of water I must be one thirsty bitch uh, and I've just googled it and the Atacama Desert is 1600 kilometres or 994 miles so it's big then yeah it's a big old boy big old boy yeah <laughs> and it extends from the border of Peru near uh, Arica or Arica Arica I'm gonna say La Serena. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's bizarre. Mm. 
Mm. In my head, I just uh, didn't think that there was anywhere that wasn't at least remotely touched by water. No. no complete, and there's nothing there. Absolutely nothing. Well, yeah. I mean, that doesn't surprise me. That. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice, nice. I like it. And it's not even like it's, it's anywhere that's particularly like unique or different. Mm-mm. It's just one of those anomalies that have uh, that's just gone past. Yeah. Um. It's like moderately like it's anywhere between like zero and twenty five degrees Celsius. So it's not necessarily like incredibly hot. Oh wow. <laughs> so it's just yeah. What the hell? <laughs> That's really weird. Because obviously you would imagine it would be like ridiculously hot. Yeah. Like even if it's not as hot as the Sahara, you'd imagine it'd still be I mean like surely it must be fairly close to the equator. It's just there. It's just <laughs> it's just a place that it doesn't rain. Wow. Spooky. Spooky, spooky. Spooky. I like spooky. I don't like change. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like change. What's that from? Uh, It's from Family Guy. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Stewie when he's like sat there. (sighs) So, as I was just saying, uh, the Atacama Desert, although it doesn't have any bacteria life or any sort of plant life there naturally, Mm Mm-mm. It does have inhabitants there. That's a bit mad, isn't it? Yeah, it's one of those things where like people will just survive any way they can. <laughs> the humans will live on. <laughs> yeah. So apparently it has about a million inhabitants and they mostly survive by tapping water from streams underground, <laughs> which is real bizarre. It's a lot of effort yeah, just to live in it. Really. Got nothing else. Like it it could it could try and migrate, but if it is literally like too far to migrate then you just have to deal with what you've got and what do these people do for jobs they're just mostly farmers so like they'll okay. try and make crops using these underwater ravines and like end up living their life as yeah so it's quite like a, a very old community then yeah and they actually they're able to do it quite efficiently because they get to raise farm animals as well so they've got like llamas and alpacas and stuff like that and they use them for their milk and stuff. So. Oh, nice. So, but like, none of this is like natural to the yeah, desert. Yeah, you, you don't just see a wandering llama about. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look at llama. Hey, let's llama. ride it. <laughs> he cute. <laughs> um, that's pretty cool though yeah. that people manage to live there. I mean, like, people live on Antarctica, but obviously that's for like research purposes. Yeah. yeah. One of the things that I saw as well was like an article <laughs> was like, um. Some of the world's most, uh, what was it? Some of the world's most uh, fascinating uh, architectural structures are within Antarctica. And I was like, does this mean like natural architecture or does this mean like they've made it there? Yeah. And no, it's, they've made it there. But there are obviously these like huge research centers that they've tried to like. I just imagine these snow. giant like cast iron sort of over the top big domes that have just really no. sort of ruined the entire sort of. It's like, did you did you watch Inception? Yes. You know at the very end yeah. where they're in the final dream and it's like that big fortress in the snow? Yeah. It looks a bit like that. <laughs> it's like <laughs> a big castle. <laughs> but it's not like a castle. It's like, it's all, well, from the one of the pictures that I saw, Yeah. it was just like all windows and all very like metal railing like steps around yeah. it. And it did look pretty cool to be fair. It looked like somewhere that you would you'd like envision a house like that in LA and it would be really like cool and yeah. chic. 
Yeah. Cool. Well, um, when I was looking at people inhabiting deserts mm. and stuff like that, um, I sort of went down a, a bit of a rabbit hole as well. Oh, God. <laughs> but, um, so I found out that uh, the Gobi Desert, so uh, the southwest tip of Mongolia, mm-hmm. um, was is one of the most inhospitable areas in the world. So, like, very few people live there whatsoever. Yeah. But apparently, uh, between 130 and 65 million years ago, it was breaming. Really? Yeah. So I don't know what's actually changed. I couldn't find out. But it was like it had like lakes and rivers, and it was full of like dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> well, it could be. So just to jump on that, like you said, it's, yeah. if deserts are constantly growing, yeah, it might be that it started as a small section. Yeah, I don't know. But it could it have spread. just been like you know when obviously when the Big Bang happened, it might have just like killed them off, and then it just became a barren wasteland. It might have been that instant, but maybe. I'll have to look further into it, but um, Let's talk about apparently uh, paleontologists have been finding large deposits of like fossils um, from uh, the Cretaceous period. The Cretaceous period was when dinosaurs actually got to the height of the sort of prime of life. <laughs> the prime of life. Before disappearing. Uh, so um, a lot of paleontologists have been doing a lot of work in this area because obviously when it, that's the most important part of yeah dinosaur life that's the most important but you want to be researching because you yeah. want to see how advanced they got before it, uh, uh, well I don't mean advanced as in like how their technology was <laughs> <laughs> we have T-Rexes with iPhones yeah, 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 yeah. One, was, one was walking around with headphones and a metal detector going hey look how advanced they are <laughs> yeah. they're opposable thumbs apparently now <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, apparently it's not just a the amount of fossils it's the variety as well so like there mm. weren't just like herbivores there was like carnivores and omnivores and all these like different areas and apparently they all just sort of like aggregated to this one particular area which was the Gobi Desert and now it's just completely barren which okay. is really bizarre and they're actually finding like dinosaur eggs like almost fully intact oh wow so like obviously not usable but like <laughs> i'm not saying we should incubate them <laughs> <laughs> but yeah they're still finding unopened eggs and they're like oh, with wow. fully fossilized like little baby dinosaurs i would love to see that yeah and That's yeah pretty incredible and you can actually uh apparently they found one uh fossil which was a predator and its prey right next to each other oh so they can see like it literally just going <laughs> 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 it just took a really long time to get to him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, then yeah and then they died. And then they died and then got covered. <laughs> I wonder if it could be like um, the reason that there's nothing there now is because maybe there was dinosaurs there before. Maybe they like just ransacked the area, maybe. Possibly. It could have been, yeah. They were just like, they got too populated. Mm. And, um, but normally in nature, there's like a an like equilibrium happens where yeah, yeah. Like a balance sort of occurs where the sort of die off from starvation and stuff like that and then it, it sort of just equalises out. Yeah, I guess. No one ever sort of just, it just suddenly doesn't just stop altogether. So. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. things have happened, stuff changes. But Things have happened and yeah. stuff changes. Yes, it does, so, Sam. Wise words. The world is weird. <laughs> but to more we know. Park, life always finds it. <laughs> <laughs> Not but for yeah. dinosaurs, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Goldblum was wrong. Yeah. Get right. <laughs> <laughs> Not for dinosaurs, though. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess crocodiles, if you want to cut them. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. Or like Komodo Crocs dragons and all those. Crocs 100% just dinosaurs. Yeah. And whales. Yeah, and chickens, which and are chickens. apparently... Yeah, uh, them feet. <laughs> <laughs> well, them uh, I was feet. reading the paper about, I want to say like two months ago, on what the texture or like the actual sort of anatomy of what a dinosaur would look like. Mm. And the majority of them would have feathers. Yeah, I've so, seen this quite a lot recently as well yeah, for some reason. So you wouldn't actually see a scaly dinosaur as much as you would see a feathered one. Or... No, yeah. And that just somehow makes them funnier. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Because you just imagine them as giant chickens then. Yeah, I just, like, I just imagine an ostrich being like 40 foot tall. And just... <laughs> but I think I'd enjoy that. Yeah, I would, definitely. I think, like, because uh, they did um, that documentary series, didn't they? It was, like, David Attenborough walking with dinosaurs. Yeah. And I remember they set it in the National History Museum in London. And they did, like, an episode where it was, like... Because, <laughs> you know, they, you've, have you been to the National History Museum? Or do you know what uh, it yeah, looks like yeah, on yeah. the inside? Yeah. So they have, like, the biggie, the T-Rex, or the big whale. Yeah, yeah. Um, the biggie. <laughs> the big boy that everybody goes to see. And everybody gets an iconic picture of. Um, but in that main hall bit, there was David Attenborough just walking around, like, the top of it. And then they'd have, like, dinosaurs, like, creeping in. And he'd be, like, describing what they were and what they looked like. And a lot of them did have feathers, and just like it just made it quite funny. <laughs> I, I want to see a whale with feathers now. <laughs> a whale with feathers. I mean, I don't think it applies to them. <laughs> um, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I think I found as well when I was looking at my thing. Yeah. Uh, they were talking. Well, I found a, another uh, two separate things. I'll talk about this one first. So relating to the blood falls and the bacteria there. Yeah. Obviously, because it, if it's been trapped there for over a million years, it's going to have some prehistoric, like, well, it's prehistoric, isn't it? Yeah. If it's been there for a million years. Um, but obviously, because they know that it's been, like, it's from marine life, Yeah. then it's kind of like ooh, what if we did something with this? And, like, it's like a time capsule is what... Well, yeah, because, like, if it doesn't, if its environment, if its environment doesn't change, it doesn't need to change. Yeah. So, therefore, its DNA doesn't need to change. Yeah. So it will stay as is mm-hmm. indefinitely. So, as much as they do replicate constantly, they'll probably be 95% the same as they were yeah. from 100 million years ago, like, when they originally were sort of formed there. Yeah. Which I find kind of cool that, like, um, nature doesn't really do hard work. It kind of, it's kind of random. Yeah. And then it's if anything works, then that we'll stick with it. That species breeds. Yeah. And it just carries on like it doesn't actually try anything out. It just, it's just madness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. But then it's like it's the whole like if it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah. But um, I also found um another article while I was doing, so like when I said I was looking at science websites and seeing yeah. like what had been published, there's a lot of um. Meteorites that have been found in Antarctica. Okay. Like, a lot, surprisingly. So there's, like, a lot of fossils and, yeah, just chunks of meteorites where... I wonder why it's right at the top. I wonder if there's any sort of, like, magnetism or anything like Could that. Could be. The poles. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I can imagine there's a lot of information that you could get from that, though. Yeah. Well, I think it's as well, because it's in, in the Antarctic. Yeah. It's going to lay there undisturbed for quite a long time until... Yeah we dig far enough to find it i guess 
Because, like, if it's buried under ice caps yeah. or if it's, you know, just masked for however many hundred thousand years, mm. you ain't going to know about it. Oh, yeah. Because uh, from what I found online, <clears throat> most of deserts are actually sort of formed originally. They sort of just as time goes by. Like, you don't, like, uh, so you've got the original landmass when we first started which was like Pangaea it's yeah. just this big landmass and it's ended up being all green mm-hmm. and then it sort of starts breaking off and then there's these deserts that sort of form due to uh, wind erosion and sort of different dry spells and stuff like that and just depending on where it goes on the planet yeah and it's just in my head I've always imagined those deserts always being there but apparently not yeah. <laughs> they sort of just they just grow cause and effect yeah which just really explains everything to be honest <laughs> <laughs> she really just answers all the questions I had about the earth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, it makes sense, doesn't it? Because, like, there are going to be some environments that are inhospitable for anything. Oh, yeah. Like, you. And I didn't even know deserts had, like, different names. Like, you think, like, I'm going to. You just, like, hot desert, cold desert. Oh, okay. But I thought you meant, like, no, location wise. No, it's <laughs> like... in, like, what they are. Like, um, so sand deserts yeah. are called erg. <laughs> are they? Yeah, yeah. I did not see that. Yeah. Um, um, what a horrible word. Sort of, yeah, and like rock <laughs> deserts and pebble deserts uh, are called Hamada and Sirir. I think I have seen that before, actually. I've definitely seen Hamada before. Yeah. And I, I just think it's like how little I knew about deserts before I started this. <laughs> <laughs> fascinates me. You just did because... this last week with Rainforest as well. well like, yeah, I've learned just... so much. <laughs> I, I think that's why I enjoy doing this podcast. Yeah. yeah. It's because it makes me learn stuff. Yeah, it's nice. And in my head, I love that. <laughs> well, you're very much like, you retain knowledge incredibly well as well. Yeah, so like but only for a limited period of time. I've, I've got a very good short-term memory. I feel like you're quite good long-term. You are mm. compared to me, at least, yeah. because we know that mine is absolute trash. But like, I, I think feel it's the like... only reason I did good in exams is because I can retain a lot of information for like a few weeks. Yeah. And then as soon as the exams are done, gone. See, I'm just bad at even short term. I used to be. I used to have a really good memory. Yeah. I have a really good memory for like really stupid shit that nobody cares about. <laughs> are you like the the pub quiz master? No, no. I'm like the really stupidly obscure pub quiz person. <laughs> Like, it's that question that people don't know the answer to, but some yeah. for some reason I can remember it from 13 years ago. And, uh, like, uh, my biggest my biggest downfall in, like, knowledge is geography. Yep, same. Um, <laughs> history <laughs> and pop culture. So we did, like, um, so, like, a group of friends when we were doing our PhDs, we had an idea to do, like, a pub quiz every week. Yeah. Uh, no, every month, sorry. Uh, with each other and Adam did one so my close friends yeah. and Adam has been on many a gap year as you may <laughs> well have known but he um geography is like his shit okay and he can just remember every like I think he said he did like a quiz that was like uh all of the capital cities of the world yeah. or something. oh no that stuff like like actual like a sort of location geography I'm all right with it's like physical geography and stuff like that like if but... you talk to me about like I don't know, sedimentary and fucking different types See, of... See, I can remember sedimentary. <laughs> don't know why. I remember learning about that at school. That's not helpful in any way, or is it? about, like, meanders and stuff. No one like even that. wants to know that. Well, no do, one would obviously. think like, about that in a book We might quiz. have people that actually 
do study. Oh no, I get that. Like, I don't mean like in that way. I mean more of like as in a general knowledge. Like, if I was talking to the everyday person, they're they're not going to ask me about sedimentary rocks, are they? They might (laughs) ask me about where I've been in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Also, tell me yourself. Is this an igneous rock? I don't, I don't know, <laughs> actually. We'll have to look into that. But um, no, I'm terrible with like named places or geographical locations. I am absolute, absolute garbage of it. Not my strong point at all. No. But tell me how a rock came to be. I'll tell you about <laughs> it. <laughs> Just a nerd, I guess, really. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah. What were you talking about rocks for anyway? <laughs> no, it was just in my head, like, I was just, uh, yeah, when I was doing this, I was researching, like, different sort of deserts, and I came across, like, how they're sort of formed and stuff like that, and it's, it might not be interesting to, like, the, the common folk, but it, it's proper my shit when I, like, when I learn something that's real obscure about mm. something I've no information about, I, I sit there and I'll just read and read and read and go, <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> I'm never going to need this information. But I might tell someone about it but, in the poem. Yeah, I know for a fact tomorrow I'm going to just talk, go, Sir, has anyone looked at any deserts recently? <laughs> hey, do and you want to know about go, the Gobi no. Desert? <laughs> what have I told you? Don't come back anymore. <laughs> I feel like this is why we're friends, though, because you do this and I go, Yeah, <laughs> I want to learn. <laughs> oh, wow, information. <laughs> I think you're just sort of kind. You sort of just go, yes, son, that is true, yeah. <laughs> Head pat. <laughs> good, good job. Yeah. Good knowledge. No, go away. <laughs> no, I do. The thing is, like, with stuff like that, I genuinely find it interesting, but you could ask me about it in 20 minutes' time and I'll have completely forgotten what you told me. <laughs> what are we doing It's deserts? just gone. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Um, right, I'm going to go for another random Sam fact. Okay. So, one of the most resilient desert animals is the tortoise. Ooh! That is not what I would expect, but then also it does make sense. Uh, They're yeah. also dinosaurs. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I guess. You went... You did, you did the kombucha girl face. Yeah. It's like, I guess, like, you'd... Maybe? <laughs> but uh, um, an adult tortoise... Tortoise? 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 <laughs> Don't can you? tolerate temperatures of up to 50 degrees, even though they're in those big old shells. Ooh. And can survive without water for over a year. Over a year? Yeah. <laughs> it's like that plant I got, isn't it? <laughs> over a year. I bet it's at, at the end it's just like... <sighs> no, don't do that. We're not doing that. <laughs> we know what that Stop. noise is from. <laughs> Excuse me. What? You've seen that vine. It's a tortoise where it's, fuck, it's fucking a croc and it's like... For some reason, where do you think tortoises live? Tortoise? I don't know. They're a very odd animal, aren't they? Because yeah. they seem to be able to adapt quite well to any environment because there's like... There's the Galapagos tortoise yeah. and then there's like the sea version, which is... Turtles, which are another species altogether, but I mean, like, come on, they look the same. (laughs) (laughs) One's got flips, one's got stumps. Yeah, one's adept to water, one's adept to land. But you you tend to find them in quite a lot of places, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Most desert tortoises are found in the Mojave Desert. Whereabouts is that? Uh, The Mojave Desert is in uh, North America. Ah. Yeah, 
So it's a desert in California. Oh, interesting. Mm. Little tortoise boys. Um, <laughs> my friend at work has a tortoise. Guess what it's called? Um, Greg. No. <laughs> my next one ever also has a tortoise, and it's called Harriet. How many people do you know with tortoise? I don't know. It's a bit weird, really, isn't it? Um, but my friend at work's is called Torty. Torty? <laughs> yeah. They couldn't have come up with a fucking Torty more original name. Don't be mean. It's cute. Torty the tortoise. <laughs> yeah, but it's cute, isn't it? It's like having Doggy the dog. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it kind of is, actually, isn't it? <laughs> Kitty the cat. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Amy. Sam. Do you have more information for me? So, um, another desert that I found Hit me. is the Karakum Desert in Turkmenistan. Yeah. Mm, bit of a random one. Um, but uh, there's something very interesting about this desert. And the reason I was interested yeah. is because... <laughs> You're really laying this out like <laughs> there's something... Fucking amazing, but something big coming. <laughs> uh, the Karakum Desert has a spot called the Door to Hell. <laughs> okay. Oh, I've heard about this. Yeah, is this the um, there's like a lava flowing thing underneath? It's not lava. It's um, it's a big burning hole in the ground. Yeah. <laughs> um, but basically, it's a natural gas pit. Um, so, um, it's actually, so it was set on fire intentionally. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So it was this big pit and, uh, they originally thought that there was oil down there. Right. Um, and they thought it'd be like a really good oil reserve. Turns out it wasn't. Turns out it was actually a really, um, concentrated gas reserve. Okay. Um, and. Of what? Well, natural gas, so like methane. Okay. I don't know why I said that so weird. I, just, I started off saying methane like, and like, then said Duh. methane. It's <laughs> like, who am I today? America. Uh, um, but yeah, so it's a natural gas reservoir yeah. and it was intentionally set on fire by a geologist to, like, uh, I'm guessing, like, not be releasing as much methane into the environment. Yeah. Um, when? In 1971. It's still going. And it's still burning. <laughs> 50 years later. That's mad, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. 50 years. Still. Of the door to hell. White hot, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I know that there, there is a lava one that's, I think it's Hawaii, or it's off one of the islands. Yeah. And uh, it is just like a, a it looks like a just door a to hell. a <laughs> <laughs> um, Guess how big it is? Uh, three and a half feet. <laughs> no. That was a shit guess, Sam. <laughs> Go a bit bigger. Um... Four and a half. <laughs> um, a mile long. I don't really know miles. Uh, 1.6 kilometres. <laughs> <laughs> it's 230 feet. All right. That's a, that's a big pit in the floor. <laughs> that's, that's a long boy. Yeah, and it's just all on fire. Yeah. That's kind of scary. Does it ever, like, uh, does it ever, like, burp? Or, like, <laughs> like set off, like, <laughs> boop. Yeah, it just sort of goes poof. Set out a little like a fireball. Little dragon bird. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I wish it did. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if it was um, was it on freaking Carl Pilkington? Was it him that went? I saw it. Yeah. 
I'm sure it's the same place. Because where right? Let me just let me just actually check this before I say something stupid. I might be wrong on this, but I feel like I saw. I've I feel like I've seen this before. You can't be wrong on this. We're there for facts. <laughs> no, but it's it's not really that important. No. It was in a TV uh, docu series. I'm sure it was Cal Pilkington that went to Korea. Right. And he was like, obviously, when he was there, he had to be like military guided yeah like around everything and oh was it in Turkmenistan then i can't remember it was somewhere where it was very like you were not allowed to be there without military presence um and i think you're i think the dolls to hell is like a an attraction but he wasn't actually allowed to go but one of the guys that he'd met while he was on this trip who i think was a citizen yeah was able to go because obviously he's allowed there. Um, but that he was going to try and go to the daughter hell and they basically wouldn't let him and he didn't end up going. But the guy he met was roasting, toasting marshmallows over the daughter hell. Can you get that close? I imagine no, that. it was it's like a... Fire. I guess you like a good like, yeah, 100 foot away. They were yeah. using like a giant, like, it was like a pan on the end of like, you know, like you see in like, cartoons where it's like they'll tie a load of like brooms together <laughs> it looked like that <laughs> it was just like a really long metal pipe with a pan on the end of it and he was like hey and i remember seeing the picture awesome. of it well on the opposite of that oh on the opposite of fire we're getting cold now yeah yeah did you know is this a, is this an episode of avatar wind? <laughs> <laughs> did you know that it's actually snowed in the sahara does it um no but you have just told me <laughs> but no i'd never known that it yeah. snowed there before it's uh, February 18th, 1979. Um, apparently, the snow actually fell and settled in the Sahara Desert. And there's actual pictures of it. And it looks so weird. I thought, right. <laughs> when you look at it, yeah. it doesn't. that doesn't look real. Because the snow looks... Like, the snow is white, yeah. and then the sand beneath it looks orange. Well, yeah, that's... I know, I know it is. <laughs> but, like, it looks like... Ice cream or like a swelling river of yeah. like. Because you imagine that it's just too hot there, but obviously not at night. It's obviously freezing, so like it can settle. But then morning comes and it gets starts getting warmer. Yeah. But then it's still daylight and there's still snow there. And they took these pictures and they look fucking awesome. They look so bizarre. You're not allowed to do this and then just scroll through and go, this looks amazing. <laughs> like, I cannot see it. Well, I'm going to show everyone in the descriptions anyway. You can all see the pictures. But it is just literally just mountains of sand just with like these random sort of... It's like snow caps. Yeah, it, it looks, looks like, like it's sort of been stirred in. Like it's... Yeah, yeah. It's like swirly. Yeah. It looks like a bath bomb <laughs> laid over the Sahara. <laughs> yeah, I guess it does. <laughs> um, so it was one one day... On um, all of the uh, no, well, it's actually happened again. Oh. Um, and it happened in, I think it was 2016. Oh. Uh, so pretty recently, but it's like the two times it's ever done it. But it looks genuinely like it happens. It looks delicious. It. <laughs> it looks like I would drink it and feel very refreshed <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> but yeah, uh, sometimes the Sahara Desert has snow on it. That's weird. That's mental. It's cool to look at. It's bizarre. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> You're like frozen. 
Yeah, you would never think it would actually like settle though, would you? No, think no. It'd just like spell a bit. Yeah. I mean, snow doesn't even settle in hole. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> ever. So, like, yeah. I, but I'm, it can settle in the Sahara. <laughs> I'm kind of disappointed that there's no such things as like white Christmases anymore. Yeah. Like in sort of the north of England, anyway. Yeah. It was a thing once upon a time. Yeah. Womp, womp. I, I remember one white Christmas I'm looking outside and being Just like, one of them. wow. <laughs> a few of them. There was one time and it was like me and my friends were having a sleepover and it was like sometime in winter, but it wasn't expected to snow. And then this whole like blizzard came down and it all started laying and we all literally ran outside and were like, yay, <laughs> snow. <laughs> 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 like the most basic girl thing you can ever do. <laughs> Did you stick your tongue out and try and taste it? Obviously. Yeah. Well, that's just. And obviously, we got like those beautiful pictures of us with like snow everywhere, and it's all in black and white and like super contrast mm. as well. Did you make snow angel? Yeah. Standard. You can't have snow and not have snow angel, Sam. <laughs> you know what was always really sad though is that we always had to make like miniature snowmen whenever it did snow because there was just never enough. <laughs> Unless the whole school banded together and made one on the playground. <laughs> just really reminiscing of my childhood what did one snowman say to you though do you smell carrots <laughs> I knew it was going to be about the nerd <laughs> dad jokes the best kind of jokes have you seen that um... well I know they have because they tagged you in it. <laughs> but uh, cats and dogs officially don't have the coronavirus yeah. to confirm <laughs> Who <laughs> let the dogs out? <laughs> that uh, was a thing of beauty. Yeah, oh, it was beautiful. Beautiful. Right, so um, do you have anything else to add? No, do you have any no. more facts left? I do, but I think Ooh. people are getting bored. <laughs> Go for one. Go for one more. Right, we'll do one last, one last Sam fact, and then I think we're going to call it there. Excellent. Ralkham Desert in Uzbekistan is currently Ooh. the world's youngest desert. Youngest? Yeah, so when do you think it was made? I'm going to go with... It is 45,000 square kilometres inside. I thought you were going to say it's 45 years old then. It's going to be like, really? (laughs) Not even going to let me guess. It's what, sorry, 45,000... Square kilometres. So it's pretty big. That is pretty big. Um, I'm going to say... 2001. It's older than that. Okay. <laughs> really overshot it there. Uh, 1945. It's 50 years old. It's close then. So like 70s. Kind of close. <laughs> Somewhere in the middle. But it's weird that there's an entire desert that's not as old as my mum. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's how you're measuring it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dear. So yeah, there are like... You think that all deserts are the same, and they're not. They're not. <laughs> they're not. No, you're right. Yeah, they're all different. Oh, cool. So I hope everyone learned some random stuff about deserts this week. I did <laughs> because I was real stupid when it came to it. Yeah, same actually. Yeah. But I mean, like, not to throw shade at the desert. Yeah. But there's not really a lot. In terms of diversity, it's not no, the most diverse thing in the world. We probably but... <laughs> did a, a bit of a stupid pick in it there. But <laughs> no, no. We basically I... just talked about deserts. There wasn't really yeah. actually a lot of biodiversity there. Well, there is, because in terms of like the um, environment of deserts, there's a lot of diversity between like cold ones, hot ones. Oh, yeah, like ones, difference between ecosystems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. It, there is diversity and the different animals that do 
are able to survive. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. And the random fucking blood waterfalls, which is real spooky. <laughs> real spooky, but you know me, I saw that and I was like, that's <laughs> my shit. We about that. <laughs> blood waterfalls need to be talked about. Yeah. yeah. So, next week is my week. Yeah! yeah. What are we going to talk about? So, we've done the earth. So, now we're going to do <laughs> not the earth. <laughs> we're going to do space. Oh, we're going to do planets. We're going to do aliens. We're going there. We're going conspiracy. We're going whole hog. <laughs> I'm coming dressed as Georgia Suclos next no. week. I'm and... going to bring all the facts, figures, stats of all the papers about different planets in space and the chances of aliens and basically put an end to pointless conspiracies. You do know. And right. stats. <laughs> you do know that I'm bringing my biggest conspiracy bucket next week. You right? can you, you can do all that and then I'm just going to out Trump you. That's absolutely fine. <laughs> I have already set my uh, Netflix favourites for what we're going to talk about next week. <laughs> <laughs> I already know what's coming. So. so, if you're interested in that, or you've even got this far to listen to this bit. Aliens. Yeah. We're going full idiot next week. <laughs> Yay! We're already full idiot. I don't think we can get any more. Yeah. Uh, well, that sounds fun. As every week, if you've got any questions or you just had some information that uh, you, you would like share? to add or you feel like something we said was completely incorrect, yeah. DM us on Twitter and Instagram or wherever you feel like yeah. you want to talk. That's up to you. Or you can just send us a private email. It's up yeah. to you. Or you can, if you're so interested... Yeah. Follow us on our social media accounts yeah. at Periodical Banter on Instagram and yeah. at Periodical B on Twitter. Yeah. Come and find us, have a yeah. chat if you want. Or just follow us and yeah. like our just stuff and us. make me feel feel <laughs> good. I'm yeah. very insecure. <laughs> Don't get mad at us. Yeah. You can at us and talk to us nicely and politely. Yeah. As long as we're all having a good discussion, it's fine. <laughs> Alright. Okay, that's it then. Yay! Okay. Bye everyone. See you next week. Thanks for listening. We out. <laughs>